Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic, long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They're evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. NMLS 7706. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending, along with AIM president of membership here. Uh, really proud to say that because membership is my most favorite thing uh, about this association. But today, uh, before we get started, I do have to let everyone know how uh, gracious and how you know inviting and flexible our next guest was I, I I had some personal things going on and I had to cancel with her twice. And I know she was really, really excited to do this. So I just want to say thank you to Samantha. But today I'm going to be interviewing Samantha Barros, who is the broker owner of Integrity Home Loan. So Sam, Samantha, I know I'm going to go back and forth on that one all day long. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Mark, thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got it to work out. And from way back when, from a year ago when we started, it's it's now here. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so just kind of give everyone a little bit of a background. I saw her two years ago. It was at Fuse, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And we yep. talked about doing a podcast. And, and it was like, well, you call me, I'll call you. And it never just kind of came to fruition. And then we just saw each other at Fuse. It's always great seeing you. And then it was like, oh, crap. And we both kind of looked at each other like, we got to do a podcast right away. So that's kind of what has led us here today, Samantha. You know, I just want you to tell everyone to get us started here. We'll get you comfortable. Tell us about how you got into this business that we are currently in right now. I mean, I love it. It, it can pull your hair out sometimes, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a great business. Um, so tell us how you got in, how you got into it. Yeah. So I actually right out of college or right out of high school, I decided I didn't want to go to college. So I started a job at a bank. I was just a teller. I eventually made my way up kind of in the operation scheme of things. I did 1031 exchanges. Um, after 10 years, I decided to leave the bank to actually get a college degree. So, which is my background is in education of all things. Um, in that time, when I graduated in 2018, I had my first child And one of my close friends just started her brokerage. So she was like, you're the only person that I know and trust. I need your help. You know, you're on maternity leave. So help me out. So I was like, okay, I'll just be like admin. I'll just be able to, you know, I know the lingo of the bank world. So I definitely have the background in that sense. And then she was like, why don't you just get licensed? I was like, okay, if you're going to pay for it, why not? You know, like I just finished my college degree that I spent so much money on, but why not? Like, let's just do this. My son is young. I can bring him to work. And then basically I worked with her for a while and I just really liked it. And of course it was kind of the time of the low falling fruit. So things were great, but I learned a lot and I was really able to, um, you know, build my clientele and really learn a lot. So um, I was with her for a while. And then in August of 2020, of all things, COVID pregnant again, I decided to um, open my own brokerage. So I've been on my own since August of 2020. It's been really good. Okay, so now with Integrity Home Loans, what's what's the what's the business scope look like? There is it just you, or do you have other loan it officers? It is just process? me. So yep, okay, it is well, just let, me. Let's, 
let's dive into your business a little bit here. Okay. Uh, do you process your own loans? I do. I do it all from start to finish. I do, you know, client facing. I do the initial pre-approval. I do the underwriting. I do it all. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that, that's, that's a lot right there. Um, how did yeah. you learn how to do, how did you learn how to do all that? Was that, was it just prior experience or did you just kind of hop in? Um, it was prior experience. It was with the bank. It was with, um, being with my friend for a little while. Um, that's how she, her model is, is similar to that. And honestly, I don't know any other way. So I feel like I'm really lucky because I, I can do it. And I'm at the point where I, you know, I do want to scale and I know I need those processes in place where I am able to hire, you know, an underwriter assistant, et cetera. Um, but I feel like because this is the only thing that I know it, it's pretty natural and it's, not so bad for me. Okay. No, I, hey, kudos to you. There was a time back in the day where I processed my own loans, closed my own loans, did everything on it. Um, you know, and, and to each his own is what I always like to say. But with the the when you made that jump from your friend to opening up Integrity Home Loans, what was your biggest eye-opening thing now, quote unquote? I mean, we're usually all our own bosses, but really opening up your own shop. What was your biggest eye-opening? Oh my God, I didn't realize I had to do this. Oh, there's so many things that I'm still learning, um, you know, even just like compliance and payroll and all these things that you don't know as a business owner, but also just figuring out what works best for you and not what works for other people. I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, everyone has these expectations when you work for them. And then when you're on your own, that's a huge reason of why I was able to go on my own is because I needed that flexibility, not only with my family, but like with my loans, you know, to be able to go borrow or pay if I needed to and to be able to use different lenders and sign up for different lenders if I if I needed to. Um, that's kind of the beauty of being a broker. So I think that was the most eye-opening thing of, um, you know, finding ways to do it myself. And, and it's challenging because this is what the normal says, but I want to get away from that. So. Right. No, absolutely. Now with your business, what, what area of the country are you in? I'm in Northern Colorado. Now, are you just licensed in Colorado or are you in multiple states? I am only right now licensed in Colorado. I am working on a few others, but um, as of right now, it's just Colorado. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, no, I trust me. I uh, I ventured one time of maybe getting licensed in other states, and I just said, nope, I'm staying in Michigan. I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of work. I'm not afraid of work, but it's it's a lot. So with that being said, in, in northern Colorado, what kind of business are you mainly seeing come through your doors right now? I have seen a lot of down payment assistance. Um, options. I've actually seen a lot of self-employed borrowers. So that's kind of been a niche that I've been trying to focus on mm -hmm. of like educating these self-employed borrowers when they don't think they can get a loan. Um, and in fact, they can. Um, so that's a big thing. I just think there's a lot of entrepreneurs and um, a lot of growth I've seen, in, especially especially in Colorado, just in general, but in Northern Colorado, it's, it's pretty big. So those are kind of the two down payment assistance, first-time home buyers, and then self-employed borrowers is what I'm seeing. That's a that's a good segment to attack right there. All right, now diving back into your business because um, I love hearing this. Uh, I'm always trying to, you know, the the one of the big buzzwords is tech stack. You know what I mean? Like, what's your tech mm -hmm. stack? What because I always like to, you know, I always look at our vendors that we have with AIM and, and the brokers are better network, and I'm always trying to get it better. You know what I mean? So we always get someone new on. I'm looking at them. Um, our team does a great job of that. So I want to give them a shout out on that. Describe to me your tech stack right now. Like, are you just using one or do you use Google Excel? I mean, I've heard it all, but I love to hear how people stack it all together. Yeah, my main focus right now is Arrive. I 
I'm not going to lie. Arrive has so many features and it's changing every day that I just need to be better about like learning all these things. But I know it has the tools that I need to utilize to be able to take the application, get the realtor in, um, you know, to do the pre-approval and then kind of set it and forget it for for my realtor partners. So that is my main number one is Arrive right now. Um, I was using um, and still uh, HomeBot. That's kind of my for my home borrowers. I am going to start a newsletter. Um, obviously, I just want to make sure compliance is right for that for maybe more so of my partners more than my clients, uh, but maybe just like a, a monthly quarterly newsletter to stay in front of those those partners. But Arrive is, is my big focus as of right now. Now, do you do you use Arrive as your CRM as well? Um, I do. I'm kind of in the middle of that right now of just like figuring out what works best, but I have seen so many things that are just integrating, um, and able to talk to each other. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is how to get a really good CRM that maybe can send out those new newsletters or, um, stay in front of people automatically so that I don't have to, but yes, as of right now, arrive is my CRM where it has all my contacts in it. Perfect. But no, that's sometimes that's all you need. You know what I mean? And, and kudos yeah. to arrive. I was, I was on like one of the initial beta phases and I still thought it was pretty good back then for what it is. And I just have heard nothing but great things about it at, you know, lately over the last couple of years. So, so kudos to them. And obviously you're endorsing them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the best thing is, is that you need something and it's not the way you need it. You tell them and they'll, fix it. They'll adjust it. They'll, you know, make it happen, which is really cool, which is what we need because we obviously need our systems to work from day to day and they just make it so easy. So. Perfect. Well, speaking of relying on certain things, um, you know, in, in a good way, you know, one thing I want to talk about with you is membership, which is going to lead into something else. And I think you know where I'm going with this, but you have a membership, correct? I do. Yes. Yeah. So you pause there for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Sorry. With, that being, that's okay. with that being said, like, what's your most favorite thing about the AIM membership that you have? Like, how, how do you feel like AIM has helped you grow? AIM has helped me in so many ways I can't even count. I think the biggest thing that I've realized at Fuse this year is just the relationships that I've developed across the country. Um, I have so many friends and so many mentors and an actual mentor that AIM has provided for me that I know that I always have people like it's hard sometimes when I'm by myself and I run into situations that I don't know or, you know, I haven't seen yet. So um, just providing that community, I think, is the most important thing. Number one, um, also to be able to provide, you know, our, our partners so all of the the different things that they have, the compliance things that they offer, um, you know, the HomeBot, the um, the Wiki Realty, all those tools that we have that that are all in one place. That's so huge. And then uh, lastly, the big thing is too, like I had with a lender, I had no idea who my AE was. I couldn't get a hold of anyone to save my life. I needed to talk to someone about a loan. Literally, I did a escalation to find out who my AE is. And within probably, I'm not even joking, 10 minutes, I had a call from that lender of like, Hey, I'm now assigned as your new AE. We got things rolling. I was able to do a loan with them. So just the support in that aspect is super helpful 
And then on top of it, you get a few uh, free uh, fuse tickets. So that's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that support thing is is something that we talk about. Um, and I know some people use it and, and really use it and, and in a good way, abuse it in a really, really good way. And there's other people that I, I don't think do. I, I come from a sports background coaching background and, and I'm all about team the more the merrier uh, within reason and with that being said like that's one thing I want to get out to people is use that support I mean especially now there's some people there are some people who are struggling right and mm -hmm. just with that support knowing that other people are not struggling instead of just listening to mainstream media and just hearing oh rates are the highest I've ever been housing is is down right like we can sit here and talk to each other now and I know you're doing this because we're doing it right now and say it's okay no listen this is how you gotta go get business there's still business out there it's just not all doom and gloom of what you think 100 and honestly just i don't know two weeks ago i got a call from someone from the aim team um i i know some of the aim team personally um that handle you know the memberships and things like that but someone i hadn't talked to he called me hey how are you just want to let you know the promotion we have going on right now. You're going to get a cheaper rate now. It's going to be extended through 2024. And like we just stopped and he was super cool and super helpful. And he personally reached out to me to, to, to let me know that, you know, if I want to renew, I'm going to save $200 now. So I just thought it was just such a good touch that he made it personal and called me and, you know, gave me that information, which is really cool. Well, it makes me feel good. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. you know, Amos, Amos here not to be, the dictators is not here to be a police. We're here literally as a resource for everyone. And, and, you know, by all means use us and, and use us some more. And if we, and I tell people all the time, if I don't have the answer, cause I'm not the smartest person, I know that, but if we don't have the answer, we know people that will get you the answer. So kudos to you on that one. But with aim, one thing that, that happened is we created a 501 C three called spark. And tell us a little bit about Spark, Sam. Yeah, so I learned about Spark actually a couple of years ago when I first started my brokerage. Um, on Facebook, there was a post of like all these people that were like super excited and they were just learning that they were getting a grant from AIM. And I was like, this is so cool. So come the next year, I did a lot of research and I found out what the program was about. Basically, AIM is creating this grant option for people who are from real retail or new to the business or even um, like minority women, um, things like that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought it was a really great thing they're doing basically to try to help start a business or scale. That was kind of in my sense. I wanted to, to scale. I had my business um, and be able to do things that maybe you aren't able to do at the beginning, you know, because it, it takes money to it takes money to to build business. I mean, that that's yeah. the ultimate reality of it is, is like, um, so, so it was really cool. So I applied, um, at the beginning of this year, the best part of it for me was that they make you do a business plan, which one of those things when you're on your own, like you really should do it, but you have so many other things to focus on. So I was able to sit down and write a really thorough business plan um, if you haven't done it, I totally recommend it because I was goal setting. I was realizing kind of where I was lacking in my business as far as the tools I needed and where I needed to be headed. Um, and so that was a huge thing. Um, 
the grant I received, I was really shocked, actually. Um, I just know that they are able to fund. I don't, do you even have that number of how many people they're able to to fund, but it's that. not it's not so much people. It, it's and we don't have a set set dollar amount. We wait to see how many applicants we get and see how many people truly have you know good business plans and and stuff set up that make it feasible for us that we can do this grant. Um, our our sponsors have been great with helping us with this, but it, it's not an exact set number. But we try to help as many people as we can, which is awesome. And you help me so much. I've been able to put some procedures in place. I've been able to provide like lunch and learns, even as simple as that of like providing education for my agents, like even just to provide a $200 lunch, like that money has helped. I've been able to do first time home buyer classes, um, all things that don't seem like they'd be a lot of money, but like when you have some extra money, you're able to kind of relax and do those things of, you know, marketing and, um, you know, those extra things that, just don't happen naturally. So I'm so thankful. Um, I'm just so excited to to scale and see what this opportunity. And not only that, like I've met a lot of people through it. They have the um, the Leadership Academy. So it's a series of videos. You're on there too, Mark, uh, of just basic information. Um, you have to go through that. And it's an extra, I just feel like I'm such a strong believer that education, you can have too much education. No one can ever take your education away. And the fact that they provide that, they provide value. I have a mentor that I meet with that they provided me with that does really well in this industry. And I meet with her once a month. She gives me great ideas. Um, I just feel like I've, I, I know so many more people now because of it. You know, I met some guy at Fuse and I was like, hey, you know, I'm Sam. And he's like, oh, I know you. I'm like, cool. That's really cool to see that just like within our industry, like they're, they're recognizing that I'm wanting to do the work, I'm wanting to learn, I'm doing it. And that, you know, they, they were so gracious to, to pick me, select me for the Spark grant. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and just to make sure everyone's clear, we, we Spark is the overall uh, grant, but we have the ability, to, and it's for uh, minorities, women, and service, service people. And what it is, to, just for people listening, uh, you know, it's the ability, we can grant money to, uh, have people open up their own shops if they're ready. And from a business standpoint, uh, we feel from a committee standpoint that they are ready. And then you have the side where it's education. You know what I mean? And and I, I agree with you, Samantha, 100%. Education is so key. And now it's, it's not always education on, you know, learning products, and, and but it's, it's more or less education on how to do your job better, how to be, I mean, it's, I can go on and on about education because the the truly the best people in our industry are the ones that can educate uh, people that they work with along and then along with their borrowers. So education is, is absolutely huge. I agree. <laughs> well, good deal. All right, let's, uh, let's turn the page here a little bit. Um, I know, I know one of the big things, you know, that, that we have talked about, and I know it's extremely important to you is, is relationship and trust because I brought it up earlier and it's funny that this topic's coming up. I brought it up earlier in my office as we were getting prepared for something and I was talking about relationships and trust. You know, just like how important that is. And it's almost like the, the golden goose of everything that we do here. So once again, I know relationships is extremely important to you, but what steps and measures do you take to ensure that, you know, when you have a client that everything is relayed properly and you commit, communicate in the best way possible? Yeah, the biggest thing is, is education. Obviously, education is like huge in my book, like 
and and educating not only just on like the mortgage piece of it, but the process of the loan of like, hey, this is going to be the first step that we're going to take it here. And then it's going to be this all the way to the end. So you're, there's no surprises. There's no sometimes like when you say, oh, I'm going to submit it back to underwriting. People kind of freak out and like, wait, my loan's not approved. Like, no, no, no. Right. Like, so that's a big thing in education. Um, and then the real relation piece of it is just being in the community. Um, I do a lot of community events. I do a lot of networking. I make sure people know me because honestly, people work with people they know, like, and trust. And so I work really hard on that. Um, I started a women's networking group back in January, actually. I just felt like there was a need to have a group of like women who are moms, who are partners, who are all these things of like wearing all these hats and just feeling like you know, sometimes when you network with men, no offense, it just, it's just different. So I was like, why don't we create a woman based networking group? We can be kid friendly. We can do these things where, you know, people aren't able to come because of whatever is going on, whether they have no child care or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I started that in January and the focus of it is to actually highlight other women owned businesses within Northern Colorado. So we go to a woman-owned business, they show it off. They say current specials they're doing, the type of people they're looking to connect with. And then we just like meet and network. And we have this great group. I think in our Facebook group, we're close to 400 women from the beginning of the year that, you know, show up every month. And I mean, not all 400, but they show up and now there's a place that they can connect. And if they want to do business with a woman, it's an option for them. So that's really important. And I really feel like connecting these people and making those relationships um, is so important. And being back from like COVID and being in a world that's kind of back to normal, the new normal, whatever that is, is just people want to make these in, in-person connections. So I think that's important to, to be able to, to help that along, make that happen, meet these people, show them that I'm a real person. It it flipped back to, we wanted this, we wanted the human interaction. Exactly. So So with that being said, how, how does your, how does your communication style change when you're talking to a client, when you're talking to a realtor, how does it change? Well, I'd like to say it it doesn't. Okay. I'd like to say it doesn't. Uh, I mean, I think that in this world, even in our industry, like there is no one that is not important than the next person, you know, whatever your job, whatever your role is, everyone has a role. It needs to be done. Um, So I feel like communicating, being open and honest, people are so much more receptive to that than versus like hiding things, putting it under the carpet, acting like you don't know it, you know? So I I think the biggest thing is just be like, Hey, if you don't know something, like maybe that regulation change, I'm going to go look that up for you. I'm going to go find the answer. I'm going to go talk to someone who maybe has that answer for you. Um, Or just being honest of like, Hey, this is what we need. We can't get it done until we have this. And so I'd like to think that my communication is pretty open across the board. um, And just knowing that I'm a human and I'm a mom and, you know, clients or not partners, they can hear my kids in the background, (laughs) Um, you know, that I'm just a real person. And I just want people to know that it's just, I'm I'm here for them. And I want them to trust me because I'm really passionate about doing this and helping them. It's, you know, a huge step, whether it be growing their business or buying a new home. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with that being said, like how, it's a question I get quite a bit. And I, I say, I don't think you can ever really over communicate, but like, are you 
talking to the realtor, you talking to the consumer every time there's an update, do you make sure you update them once a day, once a week? Do you have a style with that or is it just kind of comes in, you can kind of read like, okay, this person's gonna need over communication, this person really is not too, wants it as they get it. Yeah, so I, I, all of that kind of falls in my room. I do have a week that I send out weekly updates no matter what, even if there's no update, like, hey, I'm still here, I'm still working with you. Big milestones, I definitely like appraisal, um, clear to close. Those are, uh, you know, the bigger milestones that um, that I reach out to personally um, because people like to hear that. I feel like sometimes the biggest thing I find with my partners especially is like, Whatever's lacking, it's communication. Number one, no matter what, I did like a survey and everything. Number one, always communication. So um, having those set days, having those milestones of being, you know, I got the clear to close. Great. I'm going to call the parties. I'm going to email right away. Whatever the whatever it is, you know, base it on obviously each person because, you know, some people don't have the time of day and some people just need that handholding. So um, and that, again, comes back to the relationship piece of it is like getting to know all of these people and how their communication style is. And are they interested in, in this type of thing? Do they have the time of day? Do they want to be knowing what's going on with the loan? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe wants more relationships? So they're willing to expand their network. What piece of advice would you give someone that wants to do that? I think the biggest thing is just don't be afraid to get out there and just, I know sometimes it can be super vulnerable, but other people feel that way too. And other people are wanting these relationships and they're wanting to support you. You know, like I have people all the time, like, Hey, can I have a mortgage person come join our networking group? Like, heck yeah, of course you can. Like the more like, great, what can we learn from each other? How can we, how can we grow together? Even though we're, you know, across town and we're, we're doing the same thing. Um, so just get out there, make those relationships and don't be afraid to tell people like, you're a mortgage broker, that you're in the mortgage industry because you just don't know when somebody that either them or somebody that they know needs you and, and needs someone that's honest. And, and now you're a real person that they've met. So just get out there, just start doing it. Yeah, I know. I know that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. And, and my, my advice to people is to, to piggyback off you, Sam, which is, you know, just get out there. You know, you just got to do it. You're vulnerable. They're vulnerable too. They've been there before. They should know. And if not, really, I don't want to work with them. But at the same time, it's my, my thing is just be yourself. Don't try to be perfect. Don't try to be something else. Be yourself because those are going to be the those are going to be the people that you actually create like partnerships with. And then a partnership is a big word for me because if you put partner on the end of pretty much almost anything, you know what I mean? It changes the whole meaning of it. So with that being said, like I want people who like me for me. And that's who I want to work with. I'm not going, I don't care if it's the biggest realtor down the street for me. If we don't drive and we don't get, I don't want your business. Sorry. I'm going to help. Now, what I do is I'm going to sit here and say, now I'm going to go help a different realtor beat you. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, the, <laughs> that's just the competitive side of me. No, I love that. And they love that too. You know, they love yeah. that, that, um, you know, they're loyal, which is great. I appreciate that. But you know, there's, there's a time and a place and there's so, when you're unique, there's so much more receptive of you being a real person, you know, and like, oh, maybe I, they can offer something or maybe I can send like a quarter of my deals to this other person or, you know, maybe that box store lender is not the right answer for me right now when they don't answer their phone. And I know, you know, I see you answer your phone all the time. So it's really important. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, all right. All right, Sam, I got one more thing for you. I know we're, we're busy. Um, we've already had some technical issues, which our, our <laughs> man Julian figured out. It is what it is. We, we adapt. That's what those brokers do. Uh, but with that being said, you know, you were just at Fuse. Um, and, you know, and I know this is, is definitely aired after Fuse, maybe a little bit longer. And I know we're coming up to um, Hall of Fame and stuff like that. But with that being said, what was your most favorite thing about Fuse? And it doesn't have to be, a, it can be a speaker. It doesn't have to be a speaker. It doesn't have to be a panel. It may be the, the after party you went to. I don't care. What was your most favorite thing that when you came back and Fuse, you're like, that was fun. That was pretty cool. I think the biggest thing is just the connections that I've made. I have so many friends that like, so I was able to go to like the stock exchange um, with UWM and like from oh. people there. I met some people at Fuse and it was just like, we just left off, you know, and even though it was a few months ago, it was just, we we're friends again. And um, I have a, a weekly meeting with the, those groups of people that is growing. Now this year we have like three or four new people of brokers and we, we just talk about like strategies. And so um, panels obviously are great, but the biggest thing about panels too, is that other than like the main featured, they, the people that were on it were so real and like they are my friends and it's so cool to see that you guys are like choosing people that are like me where yeah i'm a small business but they were too at one point and now they're up on the stage and they're talking about all these things that they've had to go, go through and um the hurdles and you know the victories that they're they're sharing and and a lot of them are friends and if not they are my friends now which is super cool to see so just building that community i just can't stress it enough is like know that you're not alone and that you have all these people that have your back yeah. You know, the thing I love about panels is this, and I can't remember who told me this, but they taught me this, is sometimes people get lost in panels because they think like, okay, well, this person just telling me how great they are and how successful they are. And this person's telling me this is how they became successful. But when once I was able to look at it and say, yeah, I know all these people are, are successful. That's why they're on a panel. They're not going to bring up mm -hmm. unsuccessful people up there. With that being said, find their differences. And, and how they did it differently and, and how they're just different people. And it brings everything together. Absolutely. But they're normal people. And that's what I love is like, yes, yeah. they're successful, but they're normal. And, and they, we can all be like that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Sam, listen, thank you so much. You are one of the sweetest, kindest people I've met after dealing with me and my cancellations. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you adapting to this, being flexible. And I, I loved everything you had to say. Uh, hopefully I see you at Hall of Fame. I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but hopefully I do. Mm. Um, worst case okay. scenario, worst case scenario, I'll see you at Fuse, but I just want to thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Mark. It was a pleasure. I always enjoyed chatting with you. Absolutely. All right, so brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Google, yep, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, please rate our podcast, leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And as I love to say, Samantha, you're one of those. Thanks, Mark. All right, everyone have a great day. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts and you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait, sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.